Welcome to the Course Creators Circle podcast, where we talk all things course creation with your host, ideas strategist, and Thinkific approved expert, Linda Reed Enova. The Course Creators Circle podcast is home to Linda's top tips, along with interviews with experts and course creators just like you. Get ready for practical tips you can implement in your course creation journey with your host, Linda Reed Enovar. Hi, and welcome back to the Course Creators Circle podcast. In this episode, we're going to tackle a topic that gets very confusing for people along the way, and that's about student completion rates when it comes to our course. Now, we are all building our courses, and we want an amazing completion rate. Like, we want everyone to complete our course. Let's really be honest. We want everyone that enrolls to complete our course. But completion rates for courses can vary widely depending on a variety of factors. It could be the subject matter. It could be the level of difficulty. It could be the commitment and the motivation of the students themselves. And some studies have found that the completion rate for online courses tends to be lower than traditional in-person courses. And I'm going to say that I must agree with that because self-paced online courses rather than in-person courses or even online courses with in-person courses, things pop up into life and people find reasons not to do it. Whereas if they're in a traditional in-person course, they're coming into a room, they're going through that training and people are able to, to engage with it. So I tend to agree that other studies have found completion rates can be similar possibly higher. But in my personal experience from teaching over the years, the completion rate tends to be a little bit lower. Now, one study by the Department of Education found that completion rates for online courses were around 60% compared to 80% for in-person courses. But this study looked at degree granting institutions. The completion rate for online courses in non-degree granting institutions, so non-certificate based courses, where it accreditates to you know, their career or something like that, tends to be around the 40% mark. Now, a low completion rate or 40% completion rate doesn't mean that your student didn't get the value from what they needed from the course. A student might have got to the 10 or the 20 or the 15 or the 70% mark of your course, and they've got what they needed from the course. They got what they needed early on. So each student who comes to us to learn from us comes with a pain point. Now, that pain point might be solved in chapter one of your course. It might be solved in chapter two of your course. And it's easy for us to stress over those completion rates. But the students have competing demands in their life. And if they've had the answer to their pain point, then they might shelve the rest of the learning that's inside of your course for a little while. They may come back and complete it, or they may have got the value that they thought that they were going to get along the way within your course. There are several strategies that we can improve for online completion rates when we are teaching online. And a couple that I like to use is having memberships. So giving the option of having the course standalone, but then having a membership option where people can come in and talk about that course. And that's where we offer our engagement and the opportunity for them to talk and ask questions and do Q&A situations. The other component is making sure that each one of our course lessons has a mini win along the way. So we build the intrinsic motivation of our students that they've won something, they've done something, they've implemented something, they're going into the next lesson and they're implementing something else. So they actually progressively get to win and that creates engagement within their teaching methods. Providing feedback and assessments on reports as well. So when we do something written or we show someone how to do something in particular, we'll offer it as part of a review to really help our students, you know, get through to the end of the course, do the assignment and then send it through to us. And that's a really big value add because to have a professional marketing team or someone look over a press release or look over a campaign that someone's designed, it's a really good value add. But those help us provide regular feedback. They also help us give you the opportunity to see if the student might benefit from some other marketing strategies or some other things. So we're able to then talk about the membership. It's important to also make sure that our course is well designed. It flows really, really well so that we can really help our students along the way from a completion rate point of view. 
So does module one make sense? Does it go through to the right activity? I see a lot of course creators do this a lot of time. They'll put in a quiz for quiz's sake. So the student gets frustrated. You know, is what we're actually including there required? And also just making sure that our course is not too big. Okay, because quite often a lower completion rate, lower than that 40% mark, would mean that we've maybe overwhelmed our students. And overwhelming them is very easy. We know our stuff. You know, it's quite easy to do. So we want to make sure that maybe we need to break it down. And look, I learned that journey. I did a course that I normally deliver three days in person and I popped it all into one course, but it was too overwhelming. But I broke it down into three or four courses and now it's engaging and it's getting a much higher completion rate. So there are handy things to know along the way. The other thing we need to consider about course creation and online completion rates is people buy courses, I'm guilty of it, and then they forget about it. So having a strong nurture sequence that engages your students, a series of emails that reminds them about the course that they were bought, what value they got. If it's got a membership community or discussion community, reminding them to go and have a discussion, reminding them and congratulating them for hitting milestones along the way. Now, my favorite tool for doing this right now is MailerLite. It links through, we have our students tagged in the groups that the courses they're in, and they get a series of emails along the way that helps them navigate their way through. The courses that we have, good, strong nurture sequences, and maybe about five or six emails through in a nurture sequence are the courses that we get a higher completion rate on. So to wrap this up, what we need to know about completion rates is we need to make sure that we are not expecting 100% completion because I haven't seen a course yet get 100% completion, even with those where we provide materials pre-learning. The other thing that we need to also be looking at is around the 40% mark is actually quite healthy. Also, just remembering that a low completion rate does not mean our student did not get value. They might have got value early on and we need to most probably stress over that. To be aware that our students have competing demands, which means that we need to be able to provide little prompts along the way to help them learn little wins and also nurture sequences of emails. The thing about our course is completion rates are amazing. But if people are engaging, they're offering you reviews, they're sharing things and saying, hey, that was a really cool lesson that I learned. That's the feedback that's important, not the statistic. The feedback that's important is, hey, I implemented or I did this and that was amazing. That's the feedback we want to hear from our students because that's real feedback. That's feedback that they are using the content that we are teaching them. They are learning, they are engaging and they're getting great information throughout that process. And that is the feedback that we can use to create other courses along the way. So while we need to monitor our completion rates, I wouldn't be stressing over them on a regular basis. So if you've been stressing over your completion rates, this is the moment in time to say stop and the other moment in time to just say breathe for a minute and look at what your students are actually saying about your course, because that is where the true value lies. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Course Creator Circle podcast. If you have not already subscribed to the podcast, subscribe. We give you short tips around course creation to help you with your course creation journey. And if you have not checked out the Course Creator Circle, head to thecoursecreatorcircle.com.au where you will find our website packed full of tips and tricks to help you on your course creation journey. Thank you for listening to the Course Creator Circle podcast. Don't forget to check out the full range of resources available for course creators at www.thecoursecreatorscircle.com.au.